I see gender issues as first and foremost a political process, uh, a political agenda. Um, for me, gender is a political issue. Uh, gender relations are about power relations and they're about renegotiating power relations in society. Hi and welcome to the podcast Making an Impact. This is the podcast where all aspects of working in the global impact sector are discussed. My name is Helen Rask and I will be the host in this podcast. In this episode, we will meet Comfort Lamti, who is UN Women's Country Representative to Nigeria. Comfort will let us know how her work promotes gender equality, what it's like to work on gender issues, and why she got interested in that field in the first place. So, let's get started. Today I'm very happy and honored to have Comfort Lamti, who is UN Women's Country Representative to Nigeria. Comfort, welcome to the podcast, Making an Impact. Thank you very much, Helen. It's great having you, Comfort. Uh, let me just start by asking, what is UN Women's focus in Nigeria? Yes, so UN Women uh, in Nigeria uh, actually works to um, implement our three uh, mandate areas. As you know, UN Women's uh, mandate uh, is built around three pillars. Uh, our work to support uh, the government of Nigeria to translate some of the international commitments um, into national policies and programs, uh, so international standards. So we work to support the government um, on CEDAW. We work to support the government uh, to... Sorry, could, sorry <laughs> could you just explain what CEDAW is, maybe for the CEDAW? listeners? Yes, so CEDAW is the Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women, sometimes referred to as the Women's Bill of Rights. Um, and uh, Nigeria, as most countries, has, has ratified CEDAW, but uh, it's still a work in progress in terms of domesticating CEDAW and um, also translating uh, some of the provisions of CEDAW in, in, into law. So, for instance, here in Nigeria, we do not have a gender and equal opportunity bill, which will guarantee rights for women, uh, whether it's in, in terms of their access to equal access and rights to land, uh, it's still an issue, or to um, provide um, affirmative action in terms of women's participation in politics. As you may know, for instance, Nigeria has um, amongst the lowest representation of women in, in, in public life, in politics and public life. And so, um, you know, UN Women has been supporting uh, efforts to uh, work towards adopting a, a gender and equal opportunities bill. The process is stalled at the moment. It's a political process as well. So uh, in, in terms of the normative side of our work, yes, it is to help the government to look at how 
to to translate some of these international standards in, into into law uh, at the national level. We also have a mandate uh, as UN Women here in Nigeria, um, which is operational, where we we actually support programs to improve the lives of women and support. Um, uh, the advancement towards gender equality. Uh, we work, we program around four areas. Uh, the first is um, supporting women's economic empowerment. Um, and some of the work we do includes um, looking at supporting women in the agricultural sector, uh, empowering women uh, in the agricultural sector to move from subsistence level to um, actually um, being more empowered economically. Many, the, the women form the, the vast majority of people working in the agricultural sector in Nigeria. But many of them engage in subsistence agriculture. So what what we do is to look at uh, improving on, on, on women's lives in this sector in a way that would uh, take them from subsistence to actual empowerment. Uh, we're doing some of that in northeast Nigeria, uh, where we're working to support some women's cooperatives uh, in the agricultural sector. We're also working to support women around um, uh, uh, financial literacy for women also, and inclusive financing for women in some parts of the country, including Kaduna State. Um, and uh, the, another uh, element of our Operational work is supporting women in the area of peace and security, uh, women's participation in peace and security, where we we've, we have and continue to invest in building the capacity of women uh, to support uh, conflict resolution processes at com community levels, but also equip them with skills to support community level mediation work and also facilitate their access to leaders uh, uh, who are, you know, in, 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 in many parts of Nigeria, men, men uh, are the traditional leaders, in fact, pretty much in most of Nigeria. And so we're supporting women, building their capacity to actually uh, become advisors to male traditional leaders and then be able to uh, support mediation and conflict resolution processes. We supported the Nigeria to develop a second national action plan on Security Council Resolution 1325, and we've supported some states in Nigeria to adopt state action plans and have even gone to the local level to support local governments to develop local government action plans, all to enhance implementation of um, Security Council Resolution 1325. And in Northeast Nigeria as well, um, uh, particularly in the most conflict-affected uh, states, Borno State, we also have programs there to support empowerment of women, both economically and also to participate in community decision-making processes. Uh, and. Uh, then finally, we are also supporting women uh, at the level of political participation. As I mentioned, Nigeria has um, the lowest representation of women in politics. We, we're going through an election cycle right now. Uh, up until uh, the current elections, women made up just about 5.6% uh, 
of, of elected officials at the national level. And uh, we've just concluded uh, elections for women to the National Assembly. And unfortunately, this figure is dropped, has dropped, I think, um, by the current estimate, we're probably not going to have more than 4% of women represented in the National Assembly. So that is a huge crisis. And we have been working to support <clears throat> women themselves in the political parties, supporting advocacy efforts with the political uh, parties, working with the uh, National Electoral Commission uh, to help bring political parties to adopt um, some sort of uh, quota uh, to have more women on, on, on their ballots. But it's, it's I, I believe that we need legislation to be able to, you know, make a, a fundamental shift in this poor uh, representation of women in politics. And so as we are closing this electoral cycle, we're going to be looking at how to strategize uh, or, or rethink our strategy in terms of support to, to, to engage more women in the political space. And, and then, of course, we continue to also support efforts to end violence against women in Nigeria. Uh, and, and this is an, a new area where we're going to be strengthening our programming going forward. A question on the drop uh, from 5% to 4%. Uh, why, why, was, why did that happen? Um, well, we, we are still analyzing the reasons for that. I mean, we knew before the elections uh, two weeks ago that we were going to see a drop uh, simply because the number of women candidates um, from the major political parties uh, had dropped this year as compared to the elections four years ago. And one of the uh, sad uh, observations we noted during the primary season, which was last year when the political parties uh, um, basically elected their candidates, there the, 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 the were a lot of women who were aspirants, who were aspiring to run for office. I think actually last year probably saw the highest number of women young women, you know, established, mature women, women from all walks of life who, who, who felt empowered and emboldened and, and, and to, to get into the political space. And that was exciting to observe, um, to see so many women aspiring for political office. Uh, what happened, sadly, was that a lot of them particularly those uh, who, who were aspirants for the major political parties, were sorely disappointed because they didn't make it through the primaries. Um, some of them uh, reported of being uh, intimidated, harassed to step, uh, to pull out of the race and step aside for men. A few of them even um, mentioned that they actually went through the primaries, may have won, but were, you know, told no, the, the, the party was given the ticket to a man. So there was a lot that went on at the level of the, of, uh, the primaries that basically marginalized women. And uh, it, it was very sad to observe that initial enthusiasm of women 
um, so that uh, by the end of the process, you know, from the hundreds of women who are aspiring for office, we, we only had a trickling of women who sailed through uh, and got tickets for the major political parties. So um, we, we, we could tell even in the latter part of last year that given that the number of women who had received uh, the, the tickets of their parties had dropped as compared to the last elections, very few of those would probably end up getting elected. So we are, you know, I, I, we're even relieved that we have 4%. It could be worse. But that goes to show um, the, the severity of the crisis, as I would call it, uh, in terms of um, women's access and participation in the political space here in Nigeria. And... Uh your role and responsibility as a country representative, uh, what is that? So as a, as a UN Women country representative, obviously I, I'm responsible for leading uh, the work of UN Women uh, in, in Nigeria uh, for you know, translating our global vision into a, a, a local vision that uh, uh, is in tune with the priorities of, of, of the Nigerian government and that also is complementary to the work of the rest of the UN system in, in Nigeria. I, I play a, 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 as UN women, I'm a part of the UN country team and also the element of my our mandate that has to do with coordination and UN coordination, whereby um, we support or, or I uh, support the process of ensuring that uh, as a country team, also the, the, the gender priorities are clear in the work of the country team. That is part of my role. My role is also to be able to mobilize the resources to enable us to deliver on our operational mandate and our support to the government. And so there's a, there's a lot of responsibility for, for ensuring that we, we are well resourced that I carry. I also, of course, represent uh, UN Women. I'm the, the representative of our executive director in New York here in Nigeria. So I do uh, have that um, sort of uh, representational diplomatic functions that I, present, I, I, I oversee. And then um, I also have a role for building uh, partnerships and networks so that uh, to support uh, the advancement of, of uh, women's rights and gender equality. Uh, and that includes bringing in um, or, or strengthening our cooperation with civil society. Um, so I chair what we call the Civil Society Advisory Group, uh, UN Women Civil Society Advisory Group. And so I'm, I'm responsible for helping to bring the glue uh, together, if you like, between our, our responsibilities and supporting the, the government of Nigeria to meet uh, its own development targets, the, the, the SDGs, working within the UN system uh, to help provide leadership for our work around gender. 
and then also facilitating the contribution of civil society to advance uh, our mandate uh, here. And what is your educational background and how has that helped you in, in pursuing your, uh, your career? So my um, educational background, I'm actually a student of politics. Uh, I'm a student of politics and I think that's very apt for working on gender issues because I see gender issues as first and foremost a political process, uh, a political agenda. Um, I know that sometimes in the UN and in other spheres we want to see gender as uh, uh, social issues, but for me gender is a political issue. Uh, gender relations are about power relations and they're about renegotiating power relations in society. And so I think being a student of politics uh, where I spent many years uh, reading and analyzing power and power dynamics in society, uh, I think uh, working on gender issues continues to confirm for me the urgency of um, uh, the relevance of a political perspective to be, to be able to achieve gender equality. Um, I also, um, you know, studied international relations, and that has been useful because uh, I have a, a broad and global outlook on things, and uh, working for the UN um, involves having an international and a global perspective on things. So I think both my, my um, political uh, studies and international relations studies uh, have been useful. And I also did uh, some uh, teaching uh, course when I finished university. And I think that's also very relevant for gender issues because, you know, uh, working on gender issues, oftentimes it is about educating people uh, and, 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 and helping people to change, see things differently. And, and sometimes those skills have also been useful, I find. How did you get your first job in this field? Um, I would say curiosity. I mean, obviously, uh, I got my uh, uh, first job in the UN. Uh, I was working in the NGO sector before I joined the UN and uh, many years ago. And I got my first job in the UN, I would, I would say uh, by chance and, out of, and, and through my own sense of curiosity, because I had been working uh, in an organization that um, was responsible or, uh, for supporting um, you know, processes of conflict resolution, mediation, preventive diplomacy. And I was very struck as a very young professional, and I was very excited by this field, which was an evolving field. But um, after uh, about a year, I, I just began to ask myself certain questions because I didn't see a lot of women involved in the work that we were doing. And, and um, I think that curiosity is what drove me to begin to ask the questions. And I recall uh, sitting down to write a paper about where are women and what is the role of women in this whole field of, uh, of peace and conflict resolution um, and, and preventive diplomacy. So I think 
and and for me, I didn't even have a a, a response or, or 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 an agenda per se, but I was just very curious as to why we didn't have more women in this field, and so I I, I sat down and put pen to paper to sort of try to raise some questions, and I wrote I, I wrote an article which um, uh, I think got around and. Uh, a few people picked it up and I one day got a call <laughs> uh, to interview for a position because at that time, this was before you you and women, this was uh, uh, before you and women, uh, there was no kind of, uh, a, a fund called UNIFEM in the UN. Uh, that was the UN, it was managed by UNDP and that was the fund that was dealing with women's issues and they were looking at expanding work uh, uh, to address the needs of women in conflict and conflict-affected situations. So somebody there got a hold of this paper and, and I guess I was um, invited to interview and the rest is history and <laughs> that's how I joined the UN. And how is it to work with gender issues? Um, You've done that for it's, many years. It is not easy. Yes, I have worked for gender on gender issues in many years and in different parts of the UN. So I've worked within the agencies, I've worked within the UN Secretariat uh, and back to the agencies again. I think, you know, um, negotiating change and changing mindsets, it's not easy. So I would say that, yes, um, it's, it's quite challenging. Um, but I believe that for me, what is what drives me, the driver is is, is really about working the, or the potential to build a more just and equal society. That I do believe that uh, in this life and in whatever space one finds oneself, you always you have a responsibility to leave that space better than you found it. And there is so much injustice in the world, and there's so much injustice meted against women. And um, I believe that I have a responsibility as a woman who has probably had it easier than most, uh, but who nevertheless has experienced um, gender uh, inequalities, both in the personal and professional space, to 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 work and contribute to building a more just society for women, generations of women who would come after me. So I that is for me the motivation uh, and the commitment to building a more just and equal world. Um, drives me onwards, but I it is a difficult. Uh, uh, space to work in because change is hard and, 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 and there's a lot of resistance. What is the most rewarding about your job? Um, I, I would say that being able to make a contribution to, to changing the realities uh, of, 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 of women's lives for the better whether it's talking about women in conflict, uh, women in refugee camps, women who have been displaced by conflict in some way, women who have lost everything in conflict, and being able to give them in, uh, tools and opportunities to rebuild their lives, or whether it's being able to um, 
support women to grow, come out of the, of the poverty trap or, or being able to inspire young women to, to dream and to know that they can do anything with their lives. So I think it is the, the, the opportunity and the potential to be able to, to help change the lives of women and girls for the better. You mentioned a bit about it before, but uh, maybe uh, elaborate a bit further on what are the challenges to this job? <laughs> yeah, um, I think the, the, the challenge lies in, in, in the nature of, of the task, you know, um, I, because we want to trans, the, the working on gender issues is really about wanting to transform society and transform mindsets, and that is never easy. I, I think sometimes also, uh, and it's a long-term undertaking, so one of the, ch the things that is most challenging is that you don't, you can't see quick progress or quick wins because you're trying to change systems, you're trying to change structures, you're trying to change mindsets. Those are not things you change in a month. <laughs> and so sometimes um, you make a lot of investments and you may not be able to see um, the, the, the results immediately. Um, you know, working on gender issues and changing structures or get to, taking the law, help, you know, look at the case of Nigeria, trying to support a process to adopt a gender and equal opportunities bill. It may or may not happen even during my term uh, of service here. And that's frustrating and challenging. But I've got to believe that the seeds that we sow the networks that we foster, that we support, um, and 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 the, the capacities that we help build of women working on the front line on all of these issues, will help the country eventually to come up with the, the the law and the partnerships that we build. But you know, it is challenging because you want to see something like a law passed and you can't see. And in any case, when the law is passed, that's just the beginning of the work as well, because now you have to get people to now apply the law and that's still working on their attitudes and their mindsets. So what is challenging sometimes is is the, the fact that you think what you're trying to support or foster change and the process can be slow. But uh, I think, you know, keeping the focus and, the, and, and the, our eye on the prize is what matters. But uh, getting quick successes can be tough when you're working on, on, on gender issues, which involve changing, um, you know, systems and, 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 and mindsets that way. Do you have an example of, uh, of a a situation where you have felt that you have accomplished something uh, like your best day at work um, I I think that I, I see perhaps every day every day for me is an opportunity uh, I hope that every day I do accomplish something uh, maybe perhaps some days more than than, than others but I, 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 I think for me, every day is an opportunity for me to make it the best day and to accomplish something. 
um, and 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 that might come from you know the big things might be uh, where where you make a contribution to a bigger process and even so what is my individual contribution it's never one person right uh, even if you're helping a country to adopt a law or, or, or to bring about a particular change uh, and the little things like maybe a young student or young person coming up to you and telling you that you inspire them uh, uh, to dream and, and, and be better than than what they they are or what their circumstances define them to be so I I, I I wouldn't know if I have a best day at work I just try to make every day my best day at work as you have worked for a very long time on gender equality issues um, what would you say is the most needed skill uh, while performing that that job without a doubt patience <laughs> <laughs> to have a lot of patience. Um, and what does that mean? Patience, because as I explained earlier, you know, when you're supporting processes that can take time uh, and you're not going to get quick wins, you need to be patient. You need to be patient to understand that, you know, change doesn't come overnight. But you also need to be patient in terms of how you deal with um, a lot of responses and reactions that you receive. Uh, because as I also mentioned earlier, there's a lot of resistance, passive and more open resistance sometimes uh, to gender issues and to the gender agenda. And, you know, uh, whether it's negative comments or um, uh, attitudes uh, that are quite unhelpful, and sometimes these are even attitudes expressed by your own colleagues. <laughs> uh, so... In all of that, I think patience is, is an important um, skill to have because, you know, once, whether it is, whether you're, you're, you're working to change a process where you need to, it will take time, or you're being provoked by somebody who wants to then use your reaction to basically justify why they may be behaving badly, um, you do need to uh, take a step back and, 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 and be patient. Uh, but you need to be firm also uh, and stand your ground. So you need to be principled when you work on gender issues because um, I think you we, we cannot undercut or undersell ourselves in terms of the agenda. Uh, but we need to be able to uh, push the agenda, knowing that it's going to take time. And we, so I would say being patient and being principled and firm are definitely uh, important qualities that you, you need. Uh, and then you need to have the skills of a good uh, negotiator as well, uh, because I, I, I don't think you can force change or you push change, you need to negotiate, we are negotiate. We are, we are embarked on the process of negotiating change. And so I think being a good negotiator also helps. I'm still working on all of that. <laughs> and for, for a woman who wants to have a similar career as you, uh, going all the way up to the top where you are, uh, what kind of recommendations do you have? Well, I, 
I would say two things. I think what I found very helpful for me because I joined the UN as a young professional and um, I really benefited a lot by having a few good mentors. I was very lucky uh, in that respect um, and I, I probably didn't purposely seek them out, but they just happened to be very brilliant women who, who I was lucky enough to have as, as mentors and that helped me a lot. It helped me professionally, it helped me also personally because um, I could benefit from their experience and, and, and their support. And so I would always encourage um, young women professionals to seek out and have mentors who can nurture them. Even where I am now, I still see the need to have mentors. And so, uh, you know, there's never, I don't believe there's never a time where you can say, I've done it, I don't need a mentor. I think we always need mentors. So I think having mentors, uh, good mentors, is, 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 is important. I would also say that working, uh, and this is something which I haven't done very well, so if it's a lesson to other women, you know, really um, be firm and from the very beginning, make sure that you strike a good balance between your work and your personal life. It's, it's really important to have a balance between both um, because, you know, uh, my experience from the UN has been that I just uh, put too much uh, on the work side. So I had an imbalance uh, and you pay a price for it. So, you know, you need from very early on to stand your ground and negotiate to have a, a healthy balance between what is your work life and your private life. As it is the International Women's Day, uh, what is your message? Um, so my, my, my message is let us celebrate uh, the women who, who have sacrificed and, and, and fought for, for, for women's rights and equality across the world. Uh, but even as we celebrate how far we've come, uh, let us also see this as a call to action because every, every day we should uh, work to advance women's rights. But um, when we mark this day, let it also be a day where we take stock uh, of what, we, what, el what more we need to do and, and, and really energize, uh, re-energize ourselves. Let it be a call to action for us to continue to press ahead uh, to address the uh, areas of injustices uh, and inequalities that continue to hold uh, women back across the world. Um, there are very few countries where we can say that women are comfortable enough to enjoy equal rights. So we still need to um, work hard uh, and, and use International Women's Day to really um, re-energize the movement um, and, and our commitment to build a more just and equal world. Thank you very much, Comfort. And thank, thank, you, you. thank you so much for participating in the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for having me. I appreciate that. Thank you.
I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it useful. If you want more information or to look for a job with you and women, please check out our webpage www.impactpool.org. Bye for now and see you in the next episode. Thank you.